0: Can I
1: Chair uh, uh, if I have any apologies?
2: Good morning, Honourable Chair, Honourable Members, and our Honourable Guests. Chair, we've got apology from Mr. Zingula. He's in oversight with the other committee, and the Minister is attending a Cabinet retreat. The Deputy Minister is writing exams. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, uh, course, honorable members, I think it's important that uh, just to go pass through issues. Maybe if members feel we may attend to those issues when we are done with the business of the day, I'm sure we have seen some developments that have taken place both globally and um, um, at a national level. Uh, and um, as I say, uh, it may not be because it's not a part of our meeting today. If members want to have a, a I don't want to say it can't be for discussions, but if they feel there is a need for the committee to entertain those issues. Maybe we can, um, we can deal with that and, and share ideas on it. The... I'm sure honorable members saw so last week uh, that uh, in the Randberg High Court.
3: Recording in uh, progress.
1: There was an appearance by uh, the former DDG uh, of the then Department of Mineral Resources. Um, <clears throat> on the. Uh, Charges of fraud, um, corruption, and money I, laundering. I hope I'm correct. Um, and and, and uh, those, uh, for now, by, by the information in the public domain, relate to the issue of the um, uh, rehabilitation fund that uh, were signed out even uh, uh, before or, 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 yeah, or during the, the period of uh, operation, even before operation, as far as the optimum mine is The And I think the case for now has been rescheduled. Uh, um, uh, I may not be sure of the date. But also, the former DTG was said to be in in ill health and uh, he could not proceed. But uh, some of those who were with uh, him in court were released on on bail. Um, I'm not sure of the amount, but I'm just saying, I don't want us to keep quiet and then pretend as if there's nothing. Uh, especially if it relates to in as much as the most of us may not have been there in the fifth parliament because in the main it's we relate to the parliament. if other members allow allow us maybe we can have just a a a small chat on whether uh, uh, there is a need for this committee to attend to, to this matter. Uh, surely it can be today, but also on what could be the approach if members feel that it has to be the case. The second one is what we have been learning in terms of the global news. The, again, uh, it's matters that relates to um, uh, uh, manipulation of uh, uh, state institution be it judges, uh, politicians, or whatever the case that might be, I may not have the first-hand information. That relates to Glencore, um, was uh, found. Uh, to have been doing most of this, if I'm not mistaken, again uh, in the US, but also the UK and Australia. Unfortunately, there's nothing that uh, relates to uh, our own country. But the first remains, the head or the, the person in charge is a South African citizen, but also the company uh, is understood or known as a South African company. Um, and this might be relating to matters uh, within our sector. Again, as I say, uh, we can't pretend that if we don't know uh, or we, 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 we don't have to uh, uh, agree, but it's up to members. Uh, they may feel that no there is no need for this committee to bother itself about that or uh, we need to consider uh, a particular approach or we play a wait and see so i will allow if honourable members agree that maybe when we are done with today's presentation let's just have a snapchat on whether is there a need for this committee to handle this, noting that it is not on the program of uh, of the committee for this quarter. Uh, on that note, uh, but also uh, regrettable, as we live today, the issue that this committee has been faced and uh, been grappling with, finalized, and have submitted the report on of the fuel crisis, I think we must agree that. Uh, we are really in the, in the deep end of the crisis now, as we will see that uh, we might we are going to be having the highest time high as far as fuel well prices are concerned from midnight to tonight. Uh, <clears throat> I think that is, that is one part that uh, uh, we, we may have concluded as far as the, the work of the committee is concerned on that matter. But, it's not uh, standing and waiting for us to process it through the other channels of the of Parliament, in particular the National Assembly. But uh, it's just important to note that those those are the are the, are the serious challenges that we we were having as uh, this committee. We, without any further delays, uh, can we go to the agenda? Uh, Mr. Kolpe and uh, Ms. Boss. Okay, I think we're done uh, with the other issues. We are going to have a briefing by the MRE uh, on um, uh, AFRA, uh, which is the uh, the Afri- African regional cooperative agreement for research, development, and training uh, related to nuclear science and technology. And then um, we will then, uh, uh, if when we have exhausted, if members agree. Uh, Is there any minutes, Ari? Can you go down? Yes, chair. the minutes of 24th. Before we do the minutes of the 24th, I wanted to see that before we do the minutes of the 24th, we will then, if members agree, uh, we will then have the Snapchat on the two issues that I have raised. Do members agree? Maybe, is there anyone who supports the idea that let's just have a Snapchat? So that uh, if members say no, we we just, there's no need for that. I will also take that. And I check, is there a support that uh, we have a Snapchat on the two issues that one is raised? Right. I swear the hand of, honor, the honor, the of Honorable Mylem. Is there any other hand? to okay. In the absence of that, I swear the hand of Honorable Mylem.
4: Chair, I actually just wanted to agree. Uh, sorry, I was meaning to put a thumbs up and I, because I'm using my phone, it put, it put my hand up, uh, but I, I wanted to support yeah, your idea. Yeah,
1: I can
5: your Okay. Thanks, Chair, and greetings to you and greetings to my colleagues and uh, the department. I think we we can't be bystanders, Chair. We We ought to have a bite on what is happening on the two issues. Uh, so I support your your, your, your suggestion, Chair.
1: Thank you very much, Honourable Members. We will try and we will go and do that. Okay. Um, can we then go to the department? I'm not sure who's leading the department. Uh, I tried to see whether Mamukamede uh, is here, but I see... That um, Mr. Mbambo and Mr. Pele are present, and Mr. Ms. Feeza, I assume those are people who are at the level of the CPG. Whoever is fit uh, can do so. Now then I think give to all those are can continue.
6: Good morning, uh, chairperson and uh, the honorable members and the colleagues in the meeting. My name is Zizamele Mbambo. I am the DDG for Nuclear Energy Regulation and Management. I will lead uh, the delegation from the de- department. I would like to tender an apology for the acting DJ. Uh, <laughs> DJ is uh, attending the strategic breakaway session for the ESET cluster. Thank you, Chair. With your permission, may I then request that the, the presentation be shared? But may I request that the, the presentation be shared uh, I see. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, uh, I am joined by the National Liaison in Office, Miss Lerato Machae, who's also a National Coordinator for the AFRA in the Department. So in, she will come in when necessary. In terms of the Presentation layout, we're going to deal with the purpose and we deal with the background, the strategic importance of AFRA, the status of ratification of AFRA, the amendments, the consultation, the status of the amended AFRA, the implementation plan, the risk and mitigation and recommendations. Uh, so, the purpose of this presentation is to appraise the portfolio committee on the tabling in parliament, the acceptance and the ratification of the amended African Regional Cooperative Agreement for research development and training related to nuclear science and technology, AFRA. In terms of section 231, subsection two of the constitution, we have uh, submitted annexure A, uh, which then deals with uh, the, the amended AFRA agreement also to recommend that the portfolio committee on mineral resources and energy support the acceptance of the amended african regional cooperative agreement for research development and training related to nuclear science and technology the tabled in parliament in terms of section 231 subsection 2 of the constitution as part of the background of afra AFRA is an intergovernmental agreement among countries in the Africa region, which was established in February 1990 to promote cooperation among the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA member states in the region, as well as between these and the IAEA, in the peaceful applications of nuclear science and technology. AFRA mission derives from the AFRA agreement, which is to be the leading regional organization in Africa and the vehicle of the states for the effective promotion and coordination of the peaceful applications of nuclear science and technology for social economic development on the African continent. The International Atomic Energy Agency is not party to AFRA but provides the technical and scientific backstopping as well as financial and administrative support in accordance uh, with the ap- applicable uh, procedures and rules to the agency's techno- technical uh, cooperation program. The AFRA agreement entered in, into force on the 4th of April 1990. AFRA has the membership of uh, 46 uh, African countries. We've attached Annex B, which provides the list of countries that are members of AFRA. South Africa is an active member of AFRA. South Africa hosted the technical working group meeting of AFRA in in 2019. And this is where member states uh, agreed on the proposed amendment uh, during that uh, technical uh, working group meetings. Also, South Africa held the chairpersonship position for AFRA in 2020. Uh, South Africa participates in 23 AFRA projects, uh, seven South African institutions designated as regional designated centers. South Africa hosts the regional events of AFRA. As, as, as an example, the Nuclear Energy Management School which will be hosted uh, in partnership with the IAEA and NEA and the department in June 2022, which provides a highly uh, specialized nuclear management training to the uh, nuclear managers in the region, including South Africa. Article 14 of the AFRA agreement states that the agreement shall continue to be enforced for a period of five years from the date of its inception, with a possibility to extend for further period of five years if the government parties so agree. In terms of the strategic importance of AFRA, the objectives of AFRA programs are to maximize the utilization of available infrastructure and expertise in Africa in the field of nuclear science and technology, to accelerate moves towards regional self-sufficiency in selected peaceful applications by coordinating interna- in intellectual and uh, physical resources and disseminating innovative methods and practices cost-effectively, AFRA activities contribute significantly towards the achievement of national and regional development objectives. The scope of their activities cover a wide range of peaceful applications of nuclear techniques that contribute towards the achievement of national and regional development goals. South Africa benefits in the technical cooperation to use the available regional expertise and existing facilities for planning and implementation of cooperative programs under human health, food and agriculture, energy, environment, water management, and industrial applications. To, to further the, the, the fulfillment of AFRA mandate, the government parties adopted the following strategic goals, the SGs. Strategic goal number one, to enhance the sustainable contribution of nuclear science and technology to meet the developmental needs and interests of member states. Strategic goal number two, to entrench the culture of mutual assistance and regional cooperation in the effective utilization of available nuclear expertise and infrastructure. Strategic goal number three, to deepen the culture of n- nuclear safety and security at regional and national levels in the gainful exploitation of nuclear science and technology. Strategic goal number four, to interact continuously with and create awareness amongst decision makers, civil society, users and the general public on the benefits of peaceful application of nuclear science and technology. Strategic goal number five, to institute good governance and excellence in the management of activities in the region. In terms of the amendments to the AVRA agreement, the main changes in the agreement are as follows. The preamble where the parties replace the 1990 agreement with the revised document and states that the agreement shall continue to be enforced indefinitely. And paragraph 2 of the Article 14, which further gives member states an opportunity to withdraw from the agreement through a written notification to the IEADG and will take effect six months upon Receipt of the withdrawal notification. In terms of the consultation, the amended AFRA agreement was submitted to both the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development, the Office of the Chief State Law Advisor, and the ERCO Office of Chief State Law Advisors, International Law for Advice. Both departments confirm that the provisions of the amended agreement are consistent with the domestic laws of the Republic of South Africa and the international laws. The agreement was classified as Section 231, subsection 2 of the Constitution, and parliamentary approval is required. The department collaborates with other departments and state agencies to implement the AFRA program. In terms of the status on the ratification of the amended AFRA, in terms of Article 14 subsection 1 of the revised AFRA, the agreement will enter into force upon received by the Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency a notification of acceptance by three members of the African region. On March 2020, the DG of the IEA received the notification from the three African countries, that is, the Republic of Ghana, the Republic of Uganda, and the People's uh, Democratic Republic of Algeria. To date, 16 countries have accepted the AFRA agreement. In terms of the implementation plan, the Nationalizing Office of the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy administers all issues within the scope of AFRA program. The National Nursing Officer is the focal point to coordinate the IEA technical cooperation programs in South Africa, and also the national coordinator of the AFRA program. The National Nursing Office monitors the implementation of the AFRA agreement, of the AFRA agreement through the AFRA program. In terms of the continuation of the plan, the implementation plan, the department through the nationalising officer, also facilitate capacity building uh, through the fellows uh, which are available to university graduates or their equivalent and to individuals at technician level in the requested field, mainly through project oriented on the job training also facilitate the scientific visits, which are awarded to senior uh, staff with at least five years experience in the working field. The department also facilitates the IAEA meetings through the National liaison and Office, uh, office uh, where technical consultant meetings, workshops, and conferences also take place in South Africa at a regional level. And also, we then uh, facilitate the expert missions uh, for experts to come in and do their research in South African nuclear institutions, as well as the South African experts that uh, go and do research at uh, institutions in the region. Honorable members, this slide is mainly just to demonstrate the fellowship program the various institutions that host uh, fellows in South Africa, as well as uh, the, the, the number of fellows from which different countries uh, they're coming from. As an example, 61 fellows are being processed, and 48 were placed, and, 16, and 13 are still being processed. Most uh, placement, uh, we're just uh, indicating that is in the Stellenbosch University. So this is mainly directed by the area of expertise that the different fellows would like to specialize in and they would identify these institutions and we will then, in South Africa, facilitate their placement at these institutions. This is very important uh, honorable members because it demonstrates the collaboration that uh, at the region we want to leverage on the existing institutions and existing facilities ensuring the knowledge and strengthening the benefits of uh, peaceful use of nuclear technology. Next slide. In terms of the risk and the risk mitigation, we're highlighting here that uh, South Africa is one of the founding members of AFRA and has an advanced nuclear program. And this is, uh, we highlighted, Honorable members would note that South Africa is the only country in Africa that's got an operational uh, nuclear uh, power station, which is Quebec. And um, we also have uh, a number of nuclear uh, facilities, including the Safari Research Reactor at They uh, Tailored to ratify the amended AFRA, pose a risk that South Africa may be limited in opportunities to effectively participate in AFRA program and lose a leadership role in the continent in terms of nuclear application. If a member does not accede to the amended AFRA agreement, it could be limited from participating in the AFRA policy meetings and other AFRA projects and activities. To mitigate the risks, it is crucial for, for the Republic of South Africa to ratify the amended AFRA agreement. In terms of the recommendations, it is recommended that uh, the Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy note that uh, the amended AFRA agreement was submitted to both the Department of Justice and the Constitutional Development, the Office of the Chief State Law Advisor, and DERCO. Office of the Chief State Law Advisors, International Law for Advice. Both departments confirmed that the provisions of the amended uh, AFRA agreements are consistent with the domestic laws of the Republic of South Africa and the uh, international laws. It is also recommended that uh, the, the, the committee notes that uh, cabinet approved the amended AFRA agreement to be tabled in parliament in terms of section 231 subsection 2 of the constitution it is further recommended that the committee support the acceptance and ratification of the amended uh, afra agreement to be tabled in parliament in terms of section 231 subsection 2 of the constitution honorable members these are just annexures which we've already discussed annexure a deals with the amended uh, uh, AFRA agreement, and annexure B is a list of countries that are members to the AFRA agreement. I thank you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mbambo. Uh, my phone, my gadget was beginning to give me its own problems, but not that much uh, uh, Honorable members, there is the Presentation by the department. Uh, are there any th- questions of clarity or comments? Um, I see the hand of Honorable milem I see the hand of Honorable Mataule. I see the hand of uh, Honorable kwe uh, Honorable Maninga. Okay.
4: Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you very much for the presentation. Um, it's much appreciated. I just have one question, and that is: what are the risks? Uh, sorry, not not the risks. What are the obligations on South Africa, both financial and otherwise, in terms of this
3: agreement? Thank you, Chair.
5: Thank you, Chairperson. I have noticed that uh, in the presentation what is asked of us is to make amendments to two clauses. And um, to me, they are a sensible request um, because they deal with the time frames uh, uh, which uh, seeks not to uh, bottleneck the, the, the country into uh, international agreements that are not well defined. And uh, I just want to ask that uh, with those two um, uh, requests of amendment, what is it that they're expecting us to do from here? Because I don't see why we should waste time on two clauses that uh, to me are sensible, unless I'm persuaded, otherwise that uh, there is something wrong with those uh, clauses. So that we don't waste time we we, we agree to this thing and then it, it goes out, we deal with uh, other, other issues. Chair, thank you. Um,
2: thank you very much, Chair. I'd also like to welcome the presentation. Um, I just have two questions. I think the first one is I think the amendment was um, drafted I think around 2020 if I'm not mistaken. So I want to understand why it's only being discussed now. And secondly, I think the presentation also spoke to that 17 out of the 44 countries um, have, have accepted the amendment. I'm not sure. So I'm trying to understand as well, why is it like less than 50 percent? What is happening with the other countries um, in terms of accepting the amendment? And why are they not accepting if they are not? Um, thank you
0: very much. Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Greetings to yourself, members of the Portfolio Committee, the department, our committee staff and everybody on the court. Chair, let me also welcome the presentation. Mine is just to to ascertain Chair that this will be the only amendments that we are requested to to note and agree uh, 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 is Mr Mbambo and the team certain that they with this document the two amendments that they are requesting us to amend are they the only ones have they satisfied themselves? that the entire document is correct. It, they only need to amend those two uh, clauses. Thank you very much, Chair. Mr. Barbo.
6: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and the Honorable Members for a comprehensive set of questions I will deal with the the questions, and I will also request the nationalizing officer, Ms. Lerato-Mahai, to also add in if there will be any need for additional inputs. The honorable member of asked whether there is any obligations to South Africa in terms of financial and otherwise by participating into this uh, AFRA uh, agreement. Honorable Member Malem, yes, South Africa as a member of the International Atomic Energy Agency and also a member of this uh, uh, AFRA agreement is required to provide financial contributions uh, to the IEA for its membership to this organization as well as in AFRA. And uh, in terms of the estimated amount for the membership fees that uh, South Africa pays or contribute to AFRA in terms of this financial year, 2022, 2023, it's around uh, 3.1 million that uh, South Africa pays as part of the membership fee in the AFRA uh, program. And uh, we believe that uh, South Africa is very critical that, we do make our membership fees uh, payments into this uh, uh, organization because as a country, we derive value for money through participating in various uh, uh, research and development uh, programs related to nuclear science and and technology that are of benefit to South Africa and the, the, the public in many areas that are relevant for the application of the nuclear technology. Nuclear technology uh, plays a significant role in many day-to-day applications that are are important to the public. Uh, And uh, we believe that for South Africa to keep itself at the cutting edge of this particular technology, it's, it's a money well spent through its membership fees in participating into this uh, African uh, regional uh, agreement. And also uh, strengthen the South African positions to make sure that it makes its uh, facilities available to members in the regions to bring in uh, their experts to come and uh, conduct their research here in South Africa and also provide a platform for South Africa to uh, send its own experts to the region and uh, participate in the research and development programs that are undertaken in the continent that are of benefit uh, to achieve the objectives of the region as a whole. So that, that I will stop there in as far as this one is concerned. Then uh, also just a, a, in addition to this one is that When the fellows come to South Africa, they then also uh, would be spending uh, resources, money that they come with in South Africa. So it's got a multiplier effect in terms of what the country receives through what we contribute towards the membership fee within the Africa. Then uh, on the question raised by Honorable Member Maslaule, and I think it's very important just to Emphasize the point that this particular agreement, uh, the the amendments are similar to the the agreement itself, is identical to the original existing agreement of 1990. And as you correctly put it, uh, honorable members, only two uh, areas that were amended. And we look into this. They do not have any material. Uh, impact into the actual content of the agreement to achieve its strategic goals. And what we are requesting uh, to the committee is to support that this agreement be tabled in parliament in terms of uh, section uh, 231, subsection 2 of the constitution to make sure that the parliaments uh, approve the agreement so that it becomes binding to South Africa at this stage because it's been amended and we have not yet ratified the acceptance of this amendment, it's still not yet binding to South Africa. So, so the, the, that's the purpose of the department bringing in these uh, amendments to uh, uh, the committee. And also to note, it is an international multilateral agreement that's governed through the, 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 the section of the constitution and we have to go through this process, and we seek the support for the committee for it to proceed to the table in parliament. Thanks. And then on the issues raised by Honorable Member uh, Mateogwe, why the amendment are brought in now, uh, when the agreement came into force in 2020, uh, in April, uh, that's uh, the, 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 the... this is a, a, a matter that requires a process uh, to go through the various approval uh, structures within South Africa to make sure that it becomes binding. So, the department has been undertaking this process ever since uh, the agreement came to force uh, through presenting it into the various structures, the, the DGs cluster, the ministerial cluster of cabinet up to cabinet to finally approve that it be tabled in parliament. And it was only uh, approved in cabinet in on the twenty, I think it's on the twenty in August 2021. So as a department we've been then dealing with following through the the, the processes to make sure that it is in itself in the Parliament for it to be approved. So there's not been a delay in terms of uh, the Department taking forward the agreement to make sure that it's finally uh, ratified for acceptance uh, by Parliament so that it becomes binding to Africa. So, so that that's the reason. It's a matter of following through the parliamentary processes for the approval of the agreement. And they require engagements at different uh, structures of government for it to be uh, then finally approved. And then the honourable member also raised why other countries are not uh, accepting the agreement, indicating that there's about uh, 50% of uh, members that have accepted the amendment. Uh, honourable members, I would not be in a position to speak for other countries' reasons why they would not have been uh, uh, managing to, to 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 accept to. the the, the amendment, safe to say that uh, other countries have indeed uh, uh, looked at this and uh, accepted the amendments. And uh, also as South Africa, we actively participated in the negotiations and the formulation of the amendments. And so we understood that uh, the, the, the technical working group that was hosted in South Africa in 2019 was in full agreement with the amendments, and these were then recommended to the AFRA uh, representatives, which is the highest uh, decision-making body uh, for uh, AFRA in 2019, September. And all these uh, uh, countries then accepted the amendment. So what is now happening is that the agreement is going through uh, approval processes in different countries uh, which would then be treating the amendment uh, through their structures uh, as we are doing as south africa to taking it through uh, our approval processes of parliament so so that that's the input we can make there but as to specific reasons we would not be in a position to, to 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 determine why the reason but the agreement is well accepted technically that creates a very good foundation for countries to cooperate on peaceful use of nuclear technology for socio-economic uh, developments. And each country, in terms of its uh, needs and priorities, then participate and make proposals of different projects that could be undertaken at the research and development area. Honorable member, Malina raised a point whether the department has satisfied itself that these are only two uh, amendments that uh, are required in the agreement. Uh, and we would uh, agree to that to that. We've gone through a rigorous process as a department uh, to make sure that uh, the agreement is being subjected to the legal review uh, after it was technically agreed at the different structures of Africa and uh, our Uh, Departments of uh, 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 Constitutional Justice and Constitutional Development confirms that the agreement uh, is in line with uh, the domestic laws, as well as the the Department of Terco, international laws, uh, the Office of the Chief State Law Advisors, international, international laws, confirms that the agreement is in line with South Africa's international uh, obligations and international law. Uh, so we are satisfied as a department that these are the only amendments that uh, are, are recommended as part of this agreement. Uh, and that's what was agreed at a level of AFRA where South Africa actively participated as a founding member of this uh, organization. But I will stop the uh, Honorable Chair and uh, request whether the nationalizing officer would like to add if there's any important uh, information that uh, would help to uh, give to the committee. With your agreement, Chair, may I request uh, Ms. Lerato to also uh, make inputs into the discussion?
7: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Mbambo, and uh, thank you to the chairperson maybe just one point mr bambo that i can add that one of the reasons why the members decided to amend this area to say that the agreement shall, shall be enforced indefinitely was because of the challenges that every 5 years they have to go back to their governments and to follow the internal processes of getting it to be acceded uh, this has posed to be a challenge in the past the agreement has been um, renewed three times already, then the members took a decision there to make sure that they do not have these challenges that they are now currently being in, trying to get it uh, through their uh, governments is to make the agreement uh, to be enforced indefinitely. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Mr. Mbambu.
6: Thank you very much, uh, uh, Ms. Makai. May I then uh, hand over to you, uh, Chair?
1: Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Mbambo and your team. Look, sometimes uh, um, I understand your, your challenge in the public physics. If we were to put this thing back, let's, let's check. The first thing I'm interested in um, is the matter that relates to. Your your June June whatever 2022 engagement program, which is led by Max the department. That's the first one. Number two, just if you can put back that slide. Number two is the issue that relates to to strategic goal eh? number five. And I'll tell you why I'm raising those things. I want you to put, if possible, can, can you reflect your your, your submission? But the reason I'm saying, Mr. Mbambo, <laughs> I think here yes, it's not an agreement. The agreement exists. You are tabling an amendment on an existing agreement. And there are two things. And please help me, that's why I always say, Sometimes you like to prepare, and uh, I have um, resigned now that the public service, they, they don't fear, writing, They don't have a problem. Very comfortable. <clears throat> there are two things here that we are, we are putting. One, quality ratification or an amendment to an existing agreement. The first one is that um, the agreement signed and agreed to now is no longer subject to a revolving period. It is indefinite. I think that's what for me I thought you were saying. The second thing is that in the existence of the agreement, if a party or a country seeks to withdraw from the agreement, that country must submit a letter of withdrawal, a notice of withdrawal, and then that will come will come into effect or cease to be a member six months after deposing the notice of withdrawal now if that is the case that's the issue uh, tell me if I'm wrong uh, with, with that with that assumption because I wanted us to go to those two issues can we go back to those two issues that for me I'm saying they are more like proposed amendments Leave all this this um, where it says the exactly yes. So, this is the issue, the amendments are on this. Now go back to the amendment. Yes, yeah. So these are the two issues. I like to simplify things. The first amendment is on the agreement, the agreement exists, is to be enforced indefinitely. That now, your 1980 agreement. That's the amendment. That, should, that is being suggested. The second amendment, uh, it gives member states an opportunity to withdraw from the agreement through a written notification to the IAEA, which is direct, and that, and such will take effect six months upon receipt of the withdrawal notice. That's to me the main body. You were just sharing information on the original, the processes that you have gone through. For me, I think that's what members are saying. What are the advantages of an indefinite uh, uh, agreement? Well, that's what it says, that this agreement will be forced indefinitely. You said, I assume that it is based on the fact that your periodic uh, ratifications, which means Now, you said you have amended it, I think, three times since it existed. Two is the issue of the withdrawal. That is fine. My question then will be at what point, which is, I think, that's what another man, if I'm not mistaken, Honorable Malinga was asking, at what point or which mechanism will be used? In the event of an indefinite agreement, to review or look at ratification amendments that could be made again. That's what I can find here to say. I would have thought I see the withdrawal, and I see the indefinite, but I can maybe I don't I don't have the original or the actual content with these two amendments. What then becomes? Because if it's indefinite, it means it is enforced indefinitely. But also, one can read and say it means you cannot uh, make any amendment now as it exists because it's an indefinite uh, 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 agreement it remains it enforced indefinitely. At what point would you look at amending right or 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 reviewing the agreement? I think that will be the question for me because. I would have thought you would put a third a a third amendment, which in particular will talk to the amendment one of an indefinite agreement now. Because one would say if the agreement is indefinite, it means it cannot be that that could be the ease of English. Now let's go to the one you are rushing me to, which is the one on the June. And I'll tell you why I'm talking about the June one that you said. Um in some way, you said, it's Nexa and yourselves as a department. Now can go. No, 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 in some way, let's, leave, let's go to. Now go back.
0: Okay, let me make it so you get to leave
1: with go to strategic goal number five, we we'll see. I want you is meant to.
0: Shartical better. is linked to your 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 your
1: your weather workshop or whatever activity. Can you go back? Yes, let's go. School student call number four, not five. It says to interact continuously with and create. No, don't don't run now. You were there. let's you call number four. you, you, you went back and you left it All your, your amendment. Yes, don't step. Now it says to interact continuously with and create awareness amongst decision makers. Civil society, users, and the general public on the benefit of peaceful application of nuclear science and technology. Now, that's why I wanted that if we understand better your June 2022 conference or whatever it is. I'm raising this thing because I, with I lack benefit of knowledge of how the actual agreement was interacted to and understood by members of parliament, in particular, the committee responsible for this. That I could even extend to other relevant committee. Um, don't you think, I'm, I'm, I, I might be wrong, jumping the gun, don't you think it would be much better or much more inclusive and more consultative? effectively, if you engage these people on your June uh, conference, or whatever you are calling it, because it seems to be very difficult. Otherwise, for me, your strategic goal number four will then become just something written in paper. Because when you bring in such agreement, you expect members of parliament to be more empowered and not just have logic, but also be more informed on how you arrive on such decisions. The problem is that when these things come now, they come only to be rectified without in-depth knowledge from the people that you want approval from. Now, don't you think if, and I'm saying I'm not jumping the time, put it simple. Don't you think platforms like those ones are the necessary and correct platforms so that when you bring matters of this nature in future, they are well and more informed than being confronted by something now that one can argue and until so you have been more exposed to them compared to, to that exercise. I wanted to raise those, those few issues. I'm not sure whether honorable members would have wanted to make uh, follow-ups on what they've raised initially. OK, can, can you have a take on what I've raised on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the three issues, whether that would be a correct assessment or of or, you or, or that uh, it, it, it will require to be attended to? Bam, bam. Yeah,
6: thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, for a comprehensive set of uh, questions. The chair, you raise a very important uh, issue and uh, would like to provide a, a input in as much as we can. You raise about what are the advantages and the disadvantages of an indefinite agreement, as well as the mechanisms for amendment, or at what point do we decide to. Uh, review the agreement if it's uh, indefinite. Uh, Firstly, let me concur with you, Chair, that yes, it's only those two amendments that are being proposed. And uh, they're being proposed because uh, as uh, the NLO has said, the National Lazing Officer, Ms. Makhai, has uh, indicated that Member states that are party to this uh, AFRA agreement have been implementing the agreement for more than 30 years. That is starting from 1990. And uh, they have realized that there's some disadvantages because each and every five years, there will be a need to renew the agreement every time the five-year period lapses through which its a period of uh, validity exists. So so the, the one advantage now is that if you have an, an indefinite agreement, you then eliminate the risk of having to go through the routine uh, process of uh, having to go through the the the, the 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 request for extension for another five years, for another five years since nineteen ninety. So it takes away that risk or that disadvantage. Then the advantage also, what it does is that it allows for continuity in terms of execution by different uh, members of the region of the agreement. Once cooperative projects have been identified and uh, agreed for execution, then members they are assured that the agreement remains valid. So they will be executing the agreement without having to worry that they still have to go back and and go through the the approvals for the extension. So that's the advantage. And also then strengthen collaboration and uh, cooperation amongst the member states that are party to this uh, Afro agreement. And, And we see that as a an advantage that uh, you then have members exchanging the experts and exchanging the knowledge, uh, making sure that they leverage in the existing uh, infrastructure within each uh, country, as well as uh, the expertise that exists amongst the experts in the African region. And therefore, it. uh, create a, a, a favorable uh, platform that facilitates that uh, the African region attain its strategic goal of being self-sufficient in terms of the peaceful applications of uh, nuclear uh, technology. So so we see this as much more uh, key advantages of making sure that we have an agreement that uh, that is uh, been extended indefinitely that's permanent, and it ensures that there is continuity in the engagement and the application and the collaboration uh, amongst the member states. Then, Chair, you're quite correct. In terms of strategic goal, uh, that uh, strategic goal number four, you, you 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 emphasize to interact continuously with and create awareness amongst decision makers, civil society users and the general public uh, on the better and the benefits of the peaceful applications of the nuclear science and technology. You're quite correct, Chair, that uh, platforms like this, uh, and you've uh, specifically identified as we've correctly put it in the presentation, that in June 2022, that is in the coming month, uh, from the 20th of June to the 1st of July, there's going to be a regional nuclear energy management school that will be convened in partnership with the International Atomic Energy Agency between NEXA and the department, whereby an estimated number of uh, 44 or 40 or so uh, expert experts will descend to South Africa to come and study nuclear management. And these are senior management at a, a highest level uh, to make sure that we standardize on the expertise that nuclear managers in the region and all over the world need to have. And these are, are put together by the International Atomic Energy Agency all over the world and as part of this AFRA program were able to pull through such an important uh, platform. And uh, the participation thereof, uh, members go through a, a selection criteria where they apply and uh, then get attend. We've got a very comprehensive program, but we believe that, uh, Chair, as you've alluded to, this can create an opportunity where we may invite members of parliament, in particular, the members of this portfolio committee, to attend. uh, And we can share all this information with the committee. Uh, Maybe what we believe could be a a very important uh, uh, opportunity for the committee to then get engaged and and, and see what these platforms provide is participation through the opening session of this uh, event. And there are a number of uh, engagements that are lined up as part of this program, which I will request uh, the nationalizing officer and the uh, uh, national coordinator, Ms. Mahai, to to elaborate uh, as to the program that is being planned as part of this uh, uh, nuclear energy management school that we believe may be of uh, uh, interest and of value to create awareness to the stakeholders. And we've already invited some of the key stakeholders uh, to consider this and also participate. And the ones that will then be attending this two uh, week uh, school, who have already been uh, selected by the IEA going through this rigorous uh, uh, screening process that they will have to go through to demonstrate that they will uh, be uh, participating and making sure that they they achieve the objectives or the goal. Because the, the cause itself is quite uh, rigorous and it's very beneficial. Creates an advanced understanding of what are the attributes and the, 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 the skills that are required for a nuclear manager in the nuclear facility wherever in the world. So, so, so I, I believe this this can create a good opportunity to the members to also uh, uh, have an opportunity to participate. Uh, cha- with your approval, I hope I've covered all these uh, key issues that we have raised and I've given the sense of uh, our understanding and also how this would then be uh, done. Uh, maybe what I need to deal with is the one of the mechanisms for the amendments and the review of the agreement. Chair and the uh, honorable members, the, the review of the agreement goes through a very detailed technical process within the AFRA. And uh, it's determined through its uh, the structure, the, the, the technical working group, once the members have identified that there are uh, areas that requires uh, an amendment uh, and these will then be consulted among members uh, uh, until to the point when it's agreed, the technical merit, the legal merits will be uh, weighed upon and, uh, and, agree, and a decision will then be reached to say there is a warrant, these uh, issues that would have been identified, uh, warrants that the agreement be uh, reviewed. So it does provide for uh, the areas or the, 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 the mechanisms through which it's uh, amended. It goes through the, 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 the technical working group. After it's been processed and agreed technically, it then gets recommended to the highest decision making body of AFRA called the AFRA representatives, uh, which meets uh, every year in the margins of the IAEA General Conference, uh, in then the proposed amendment would then be endorsed. So there is a formal process and it gets engaged uh, widely within the member states in the region so that in the end, if there is a, a need to amend, the amendment could then be taken through. Even if they've been then agreed at a technical level, they then get subjected to the parliamentary process as we are doing now, where we're subjecting it to our parliamentary processes to make sure that because it's an international agreement, it has to be endorsed by parliament so that it becomes binding to each of the member states. So so I would uh, request with your permission to stop here and also then uh, request the national liaison officer or the national coordinator to also amplify the some of the issues that you have raised in particular around the School of uh, Nuclear Energy Management. What are the uh, processes that are involved in there? With your permission, may I request uh, Ms. Mahai to also uh, make an input. Sure, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mbambo. Uh, As you've
7: mentioned, the Nuclear Energy Management School so is part of a training course that is provided Uh, for the regional members is hosted by South Africa, but it involves other country member states, like we are having about 20 participants who are coming from the region. Uh, Mainly is those countries that are intending to um, expand on the nuclear program, especially on the power side. So the participants will be we provided uh, sort of like an international perspective, as well as um, the lessons learned and best practices from the IEA side in different areas of nuclear, whether we are talking about nuclear fuel or nuclear safety issues, what has happened where, and how do you handle that? Or how do we strengthen our regulatory framework in terms of ensuring that whatever material we are using or whether it's radioactive sources that are used use for medicine or in, in other areas, how can those be handled? So the training will be for two weeks and uh, is provided by the IAEA experts and together with some of our local experts. And the participants will be grouped in groups where there will be mentors who will be assisting them in different topics But alongside the energy management school, we are having a visit by the director of technical cooperation. That is mostly uh, the person who's who's heading in the IAEA. He'll be coming to South Africa for a week to visit the different stakeholders that are involved in the um, the AFRA program. This is as part of oversight as well. So what we have planned with him, as well as in relating to the strategic goal four that the chairperson was highlighting we, on, on the Tuesday, on the 21st of June, we are having a nuclear lecture at Northwest University in Mahike, whereby we will be engaging with, uh, with the youth, mostly the students um, from the university and from around uh, just to talk about the nuclear issues, as well as we've invite, we are going to we intend to invite the learners from the three different schools that are uh, uh, majoring in who are who are in science and maths, um, who have taken them as the subjects, as, especially at high school, to kind of uh, share an awareness about the nuclear field. What would be the possible careers that they will take? And we are hoping that this will spark the discussion whereby they also go back into the community. They go back to their schools to discuss what is there as well. And um, the the director will also have some site visits uh, to Nexa and as well to the Institute South African Institute of Welding, whereby they are using techniques like non destructive testing. Um, uh, which uh, which is one of the nuclear techniques to ensure uh, strength in components and so on, because South Africa is well known as for assisting other countries. We saw that in the slide that Mr. Mbabo presented, where we are having fellowships, there are some coming from other countries like Cameroon. They want to have a center that is similar to us, and the South African Institute of Welding is providing the training to the fellows from the for, from that country. Um, I, I think the chairperson is definitely correct that in terms of strategic for the um, stakeholders that we have listed there, we definitely need to, to foster our communication and raise awareness that we are, um, so that when it comes to things like decision-making discussions, there's also the other information that is shared that is not in the formal uh, forums as well. And I I believe this is one of the areas that also at AFRA, they impress upon that we need to also include our decision makers in in events or we sort of tailor make those where we can have the discussions and include the IAEA as well uh, in terms of uh, creating a broader awareness and we'll definitely look into that one, Chairperson, and try to have that. But the new Energy Management School is open for, for the members if they would be interested to attend.
6: Thank you, Chairperson. And Mr. Mbambo. Thank you, uh, uh, Ms. Machai. And uh, Chairperson, thank you very much. Uh, we hope we've covered uh, most uh, all of the issues that the Chair has raised.
1: May I then uh, hand over to the chair? Thank you very much, again, Mr. Bambo, with your, your responses and your presentation. Now, I think some other issues will require us as Honorable Members to continuously interact with them. And the reason I was asking this question is, um, is simple, because um, in my view, maybe you, can, <clears throat> you must assist us um from time to time um for an example um when we continuously engage even with the department recently we just did that in terms of your uh, annual performance plans and and, and 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 priorities we i would imagine a situation where you are one of those who initiate some basis for ratification of certain aspects of a the existing agreement, but it is not contained or part of our of your priorities that has been submitted. I, I, that's why I'm saying it's a matter that from a committee point of view, we must find mechanisms to deal with them. Not um, to, sorry with my language, not to be reduced only to rectify what would have been decided uh, on when we have not tested the demand or need for such rectification ratification to take place being the case as it may can we now go to the other item i assume honorable members have been um, fully abreast of the of the development can we go to the other item the one that we talked about i don't want to open um honorable members by trying to confine i will come in with uh uh, my own um, suggestions or inputs when members have expressed their views the point though, honorable members is that um, we can't discuss the matter now the question is here are issues in the public domain and uh, they may reflect things that the committee uh, has got an interest or is supposed to be responsible of Um, What can we do or what is the feeling of members if uh, there is an agreement that uh, the committee has to attend those issues? uh, Maybe let's just get an idea of what is it and then we will try and um, uh, summarize what we think could be the best approach or option uh, on these matters and then we'll go to the matters. Uh, Is there any take now on the item that we talked about, the Snapchat, on the approach? I'm not seeing. Uh, can I get uh, a sense? Uh, I see the hand of uh, Honorable Mashaule, uh, Honorable Matogwe, Honorable Malinga. Is there any other hand? Okay, let me take those hands for now. Honorable Mashawla, then Honorable Mato, then it is Honorable Malinga.
5: Thank you very much, Chair. <clears throat> uh, Chair, I may not be well qualified to speak on the first issue you raised uh, of the Arrest of the DDG, former DDG. Uh, And uh, that may be because I'm not privy of what uh, happened before we became part of the committee, but also that the law enforcement agencies are dealing with the issue in the manner that they see fit. Uh, to do so i may not be uh, qualified to do that and uh, uh just as when we were dealing with these uh, uh, other issues i was trying to get an angle of the role of the committee on the issue i i am struggling but uh, nonetheless let me speak on the other issue that i think uh the committee can't be a bystander on it Um, as a committee you would understand that we ought not to be uh, acting on uh, news uh, headlines and uh, i'm saying this because the issue of lenco is not well uh, covered by our local medias but because we're a committee of parliament we ought not to be driven by that we ought to do our job
1: sorry, uh, sorry, the- sorry, 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 i'm alerted on something very dangerously so please please Now, it's not what you are dealing with the 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 the, the report we have not adopted it or, or, or rejected or objected to it. Sorry to, to take you back. There is no decision. The report is tabled for this committee to recommend for parliament to adopt the proposed amendment. Sorry, 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 Honor, is there any mover for the adoption of the proposed amendment on the AFRA? I think that's what is that
3: correct, Ariwa? That's correct, sir. There's the report that will be ATC, Chair. Yes. Oh, you have to read it. Okay. I can read it, yes, Chair. Yes. The report of the Portfolio Committee on Manila Resources and Energy on the revised uh, African Regional Cooperative Agreement for Research, Development, and Training Related to Nuclear Science and Technology the AFRA agreement, tabled in terms of Section 231, Subsection 2 of the Constitution, 1996, dated 31 May 2022. The Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy, having considered the revised African Regional Cooperative Agreement for Research, Development and Training Related to Nuclear Science and Technology, the AFRA agreement, Tabled in terms of section 231, subsection 2 of the Constitution, 1996, on 31 May 2022, recommends that the House approve the revised agreement. Report to be considered.
1: Okay. That's the issue. Honorable members, is there any more?
6: Uh, All right, move,
1: uh, thank you, honorable cola is moving for the adoption. Any second? Uh? Is that cula or bilangolo? Yes, sir. Oh yes, yes, okay. Why well, your voice today is like uh, that one of Kola? Okay. Uh, any second uh? second Honorable Malinga second that uh, the, the report is therefore agreed to. Um, sorry, Honorable Mr. I am back with you now. Sorry, sorry for that uh, disturbance.
5: Thank you, Chair. So as I was saying, Chair, that uh, we can't be uh, driven by uh, uh, the media reports and the uh, if it's there's no sensationalization as 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 normally there is sensationalization of issues we do not do anything about it the best thing we can do for ourselves and the country is that an international scandal like that uh, committed by south africans and in your unpacking, you said it's a South African company uh, with a CEO that is South African. The most sensible thing we can do is for them to come and explain themselves. The actions they have taken, that by the way, put the country into disrepute, the sector into disrepute uh we we may not deal with the issue of um uh, in any case they have they've admitted to wrongdoings but uh um the 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 issue may be why did they do it did they do it in south africa it's not named there whether they have done it in south africa or not to what extent would they have done it if they have done it in South Africa? And uh, uh, in my view, we can take it from there because it's a criminal offence in this country to bribe uh, people. And uh, if, if, if it happens that uh, they were to come to the committee and say, yes, we bribed judges, we bribed... Uh, um, uh, politicians who bribe so and um, so—it's—it's it's really a serious offense in our country, uh, internationally and otherwise. So, we probably need to create a platform for them to come and uh, appraise the committee if they have uh, done the similar acts in our country. Uh, not only that, but. Why? Why did they do that in the first place? Um, uh, well, yeah, I think I think we, we we can take it from there, chair. Uh, but we can't let it slide. Like we are not a, po- a committee of parliament, which must understand the behavior of uh, uh, of this magnitude. Chair, it's 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 just. Uh, a very big international uh, scandal that we can't ignore. Thank you very much.
0: Um, thank you, Chair.
2: My gadget was just giving me a problem. Um, I think I would want to um, to concur with uh, Honorable Mataule first um and secondly just to perhaps just highlight that um as a committee i think it should also be our culture and our responsibility that whatever comes up even if it's not in the in the in the schedule of the committee but whatever is related to minerals or is relating to energy we ought to respond or we ought to discuss it um including the first matter as much as the DDG are served in the first, in the fifth parliament. But my understanding is that some of the decisions that they made, they did affect and they did contribute to some of the challenges that we are facing as the committee and as the department right now. And maybe after thorough investigation or after thorough discussions, we might find out that some of the people that are implicated are still serving. Um, in the department or are still serving um, in some of the entities right now. So I think it is important that as the committee, we we discuss and we probe both issues in terms of how do they affect um, the business of the day currently and what needs to be done because there always needs to be accountability and the only people that can drive that accountability is this committee. Um, thank you, Chair.
1: Okay, Honorable Male.
0: Thank you very much, Sheperson. I, I think with the first one chair of the DDG, maybe it's going to be difficult for the PC because it's up to decay. But I concur with the Glencoe issue, with the sentiments that the whip has just alluded to. That can they can we make time to uh for these people to come and Maybe brief or tell us their side of the story. But with the ones that, that with the one that is in court, uh, I, I'm not sure because the court has not heard the side of the DDT because uh, I knew said he, he, he dropped, a, 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 he fainted in court or something. So even the court has not heard the story. So I'm, I'm not sure what would what be the, the case, Chair. Thank you very much. I see now there's
1: a hand of uh, Honorable Lorima. Let me give her before, maybe we suggest, can I give Honorable Lorima?
4: Thanks, Mr. Chair. Um, I think Honorable Mkhlawele has got an interesting idea about getting Glencore to come and account uh, to the Portfolio Committee. Um, I don't know whether the um, admission of bribery covers South Africa it doesn't appear to have, but if they were guilty of bribing people in numerous countries. What's to say that they didn't also try and bribe people in South Africa and just haven't been caught? So I think having them account to us is a very good idea. On the other issue, uh, the issue of the DDG, I I think it highlights uh, a broader issue, which is the issue of rehabilitation funds, mine rehabilitation funds. In this case, they are alleged to have been stolen. What I would very much like is an update briefing from the department about the status of mine rehabilitation funds in general. And that would, I think, inform the committee about the issue without us necessarily worrying about contravening um, the the fact that this is in court. Thanks, chair.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Members. Can I... Can we make the following consideration, Honorable Members? I take what Honorable Matter was saying, maybe maybe expand it to that. One, uh, my fear, Honorable and Honorable Malenga, is that there is a ruling, or not a ruling, there is a legal standing, advice, that the fact that the matter, there is no determination of court, but the matter is in court. I think... Uh, Legal services gave the the fact that it doesn't mean a committee can't deal with the issue, except the merit of the of the matter in court. Can we? Is it? Is it? uh, Will it not help us as a committee first to get a guidance? One from the researcher come and present something as a researcher in consultation with legal services, one, on how the committee can handle matters that relates to the case uh, of the DDG. Two, how it should, uh, if it does, handle matters that relates to the allegations uh, or um not I don't want to say it's difficult, or with, with a case with the case that uh, relates to Glencore, both in terms of the their um, existence as the South African company that plays at a global stage, but also the its implications on the third scandal. And then from there, if we get that guidance, we make the considerations that members say, decide who and how to, to invite uh, to, 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 to look at this thing. I must say, at some point in my engagement with the staff, um, I had uh, said that uh, we might, uh, until Parliament made the announcement, have to look at issues that would have been raised for example in the state capture commission or whether are there issues that relate to the committee which uh, we may have to interact with. Uh, but unfortunately, parliament said now they are waiting for, I'm not sure whether that uh, we won't be jumping the gun. Uh, the point that Honorable diplomat was saying that look at in overall sometimes it's better to be proactive, but now I understand there's a decision of parliament. Maybe they can look at that decision of parliament, and uh, how then does it relate to what the committee is suggesting? So if if will that not suffice, um, and then based on that guidance, including the legal view, we we'll then agree. Uh, um whether uh, the proposed uh, or the coming legal opinion phase or we decide to move to move ahead so that we are from a point of view we would have done what from an a, a initiation of processes is concerned will that not suffice maybe and then we can then based on that legal advice and that research to work, including facts that could be on the table, that are undisputed, which is what I think the researcher can help. that are undisputed, Um, something called, it is common cause, that there's one, two, and three. And based on that, this is what has to be done. And then we move from an informed position. Will that not help, honorable members? I still see the old hands or are new. It's a new hand, Chair. Yes,
4: yeah, uh, Mr. Chair, I, th- I think you're right about um, um, getting um, some advice. I, I, I concur with that. However, I do think we must be careful not to just restrict this to state capture. It's quite possible that there was bad behavior outside of the state capture. There may have been bribery in another context. Um, No, 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 no.
1: let me me, me come in. No, 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 I'm saying that leave the state capture because there is already a decision by parliament. Honorable Mato was saying, so I'm saying that legal advice could tell us what more we could do beyond what we might be talking about now. I agree 100%, but I was just saying my discussion with the staff was shouldn't we consider now looking at what is contained to assist the committee to say, in the State Capture Commission, there's one, two, and three, and the committee might have to do this. But parliament came in and said, I think they are looking, waiting for the fourth FPC of the State Capture Commission. Based on what then in overall is contained, it will start to act. So we are a committee of parliament, unfortunately, we might be dumping the gun because Parliament would not have taken a decision what to do with the report. So that issue I was just saying we can put packet aside and then deal with what, as a committee, we think we're supposed to deal with as per the advice of, the, of legal services as well as the research information at our disposal but but I, I just wanted to clarify that part that the no no can 't be limited as a committee to the state Culture commission we 've got a duty beyond that
4: yeah uh, quite a, quite agree mr chair um, if, if while i 've got the mic on i 'd just like to also talk about uh, the the other issue and, and that is just that um, you know i 'd I'd, 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 I'd appreciate a briefing on the not so much just on the um, the cases in court, in fact not even that at all necessarily. But it has highlighted the issue of mine rehabilitation funds and how okay. well catered they are. And you know, um, I remember some time back we had a briefing, and this is several years back. We had a briefing on the general state of rehabilitation funds. What I'm proposing is that we have a repeat of that and an update. Okay.
1: Is there any second, honourable members? Agreed, chair. Thank you very much. Uh, that one, it will be done. Uh, I, I will advise honourable lorima I'm sure the the committee staff is listening that when we deal also with the with the next quarter report, although we are going on to a long request, that uh, they must consider including it on the next program of the next quarterly programme of the committee honourable members uh, if if there is the agreement we will try and find as the soonest possible date that can uh, deal can help us uh, on on these issues um, to quickly attend to them. Can we now go to the minutes of the 24th? You. Now, I just you can take that cute face of Honorable Marshala off the screen. Okay. Uh, the minutes of the 24th. Okay, let's go. Okay, is there any, in the absence of corrections or additions, is there any move of the minutes?
0: Move, Chair.
1: No, Malina moves. Any second?
3: No, Malina was not in the meeting, Chair.
0: Yes, yes, I was in the meeting. (laughs) Thanks, Ari.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I was not in the meeting.
0: No, I logged in at nine, whereas you started at eight. No, I did not see it. It was those minutes. Sorry, Chair.
1: Okay. Is there any more of the minutes, but you are part of the meeting? Is there any more of the minutes?
5: I move for the adoption of the minutes.
1: Any seconder? Yeah. Any seconder?
3: May Malinga can second it.
1: <laughs> Any seconder? <laughs> Okay. Uh, honorable members, any matters arising? Uh, honorable members, on that note, uh, thank you very much. The meeting stands adjourned. We will revert back with you with regards to the decision that the committee or recommendation that the committee has taken today. On the other matters, but uh, it seems there is a general agreement on uh, what has to be followed. On that note, can I declare the meeting adjourned until further notice? Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Chair. Can you please stay behind? Honorable Malinga agree that I must stay
1: behind. We must stay behind.
7: She's gone already, Chair.
1: Thank you.